0: Hello, book lovers, and welcome to Rather Be Reading. You're Alyssa. And you're Persephone. Join us as we talk about our most recent reads and all things bookish.
1: Here is the next chapter. <sighs> okay. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How are you this week? Good.
0: Good. How are you?
1: good am doing good. good good yeah did you go to Powell's for the 30% too no I'm so bummed I worked
0: every Jeez. night over the weekend and I considered getting up slightly early before right. I left for work to go mm-hmm. but I was like no nah, I'm sleeping so mm-hmm. <laughs> did not go but you did, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: bananas, but it was the best thing ever. Was it,
0: was it really busy?
1: It was super busy. Yeah. It was so busy. like, And it was, there was like, I think a staff member at the Burnside Powells that was standing at the end of the checkout line mm-hmm. and like had like a little sign that said, end of the line. <gasps> and it literally was just like oh, weaving. Lord. And how long did it take you to get through? Honestly, so fortunately we kept like walking around at that point, but Dryden, he met us there and, um, he was saying there were like people waiting outside and stuff before they opened. Yeah, So we were thinking that initial wave was like the early, early, so it settled a little bit. It did. By the time that we left, we didn't really have to wait in line. Good. So beautiful. Loved it. At first, I thought it was like a lot because it was like weaving up and down stairs. At first, I thought oh my it, God. it was crazy. That's intense. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the line for the bathroom. And I was like <laughs> so nervous because I was drinking coffee. And you I was like, like I'm going to oh, have to pee. No, like, oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, we went to we wanted to do all of the powels, And... Uh, <laughs> love the ambition thank you um but we only made it to two of the three uh that's a good percentage still thanks yeah how many books did you buy oh my god so many it's like horrifying <laughs> i bought so you're saving money it was a sale yeah it was a sale 30% off
0: right mm-hmm. that's a pretty good sale off everything yes, oh pretty much which, everything for those who don't know powell's also has like used books they've got new mm. books they've got all sorts of books so the 30% so off sale is really good. Huge,
1: yeah, huge. Yeah, it was, it was off all the books, except for the rare books, but mm. I was like, I'm not that kind Fair. of book collector. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but oh my god, it was insane. I went down the romance, like, erotica aisle. and <laughs> It was so busy. Yeah. And this You're woman... Like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I, sweat, please. Yeah. I was staring up at the shelves, and then... This woman comes up and grabs, um, is it Hunting Adeline or oh, Haunting? Haunt. I think there's both. I think Haunting
0: Adeline's the first one and Hunting Adeline's the second one. Okay, I think you're if right. If I know correctly, and I don't.
1: So. I, I'm that sure. sounds right. Yeah. yeah, so she grabbed the first one, Haunting yeah. Adeline, and I was like damn, girl, like, I've heard that one's intense. Uh And she's like, oh, my God, me too. But that 30% off sale, she's like, should I get them both? And I was like, hell, yeah. She's like, I'm just going to get them both. I love it. And she's like, I feel so validated and just walked away.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic.
1: And then this other, like, it was a partner of one of the other customers that was, like, an aisle over where, like, the smut continues, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And I just hear him go, Oh my God! Is that smut? <laughs> and all of the ladies like in the aisle just start laughing. And he's like, "I swear to God!" Like I look at some of these books, and I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like she's reading fantasy. No, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's fucking highbrow porn. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it.
1: Hell yes, it is so good. Yes, sir. So good. I'm obsessed. So <laughs> it was a delight. It was good. a delight to be had. Oh, I'm glad yes. you were able to go. Thank you. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Um did you go all
0: to both the ones you went to on the same day or did you spread them out same day?
1: We went on the same day, yeah. So we went to Burnside and then we went to the one in Cedar Hills. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a Hawthorne because I love the Hawthorne It's Palace.
0: cute. It's so it small is. and quaint.
1: It yeah. is. It's like so cozy. Yes. Um but Burnside and Cedar Hills were both so hot oh, because there were so many people. Yeah. Oh, the so the Hawthorne one would
0: be so toasty <laughs> there it, because it's so...
1: Yeah, I was like, damn. Like, if these high ceilings aren't enough to like get a ventilated, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be just a sweaty monster. Yeah. Yep. So we decided not to. We were kind of tired. Yeah. And yeah, but it was good. Good. It was good. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Right. Do on. you have any? Bookish I do have a couple.
0: <gasps> tell. Um, so the first is that I finished a couple of books. Mm. Um I finished The Hawthorne Legacy, which is the second book in the inheritance games. Oh nice. The first... Is that the name of the series? I honestly don't know what the name of the series is. But um it was good. Oh, it was okay. it's like basically the same. Plot line as the first one, mm-hmm. like just mystery after mystery after mystery mm-hmm. after riddle after riddle after riddle, which is fun. But I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'm ready for it to kind of expand a little bit. But mm-hmm. it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also finished All Systems Red, which is the first book in the Murderbot series. Yes, and I enjoyed it. Okay, it. I think it's tough because it's a novella. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. I think I did it a disservice because I was comparing it to, which is they're totally different, totally Mm -hmm. different. But (laughs) the only similarity is like robots and they're like supposed to be like cozy sci-fi books-ish, like give you cozy vibes. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of comparing it to A Psalm for the Wild Built, which I loved, which is just super character driven. Yes. And like cozy and heartwarming. Yes. And so I, I was kind of going into Murderbot expecting that, which it's called Murderbot, you know, it's not, <laughs> like, quite as cozy, but, um, and it's just not quite as character-driven as I think I thought mm. it would be going into it, so I was, like, I was left a little bit wanting, yeah. but it's a novella, and there's tons of them, and I've heard really great things, so I'm definitely gonna keep yeah. reading them, especially because mm. they're, like, a really good palate cleanser in between other things, because they're, they're pretty lighthearted and fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so those are the two books that I read. Ooh
1: have you read um is it a prayer for this the uh, crown yes a prayer for a crown sh- the crown shy yeah have you
0: read that one I did oh. and I really I enjoyed it just as much as the first one mm-hmm. um some people didn't enjoy it quite as much mm-hmm. which I I totally get um but I thought it was just as heartwarming it made me tear up all the same because oh. it just it just that the first book too it mm-hmm. has those feelings of like really validation for like Mm. wanting a a soft, quiet life and Mm -hmm. like not being, feeling like you have like a purpose, you know, Yeah. which I feel like is a lot of pressure these days to like, what's your purpose in life? What are you working for? What's your passion? And just like having a nice quiet life where Mm. just living is acceptable. Totally. Just living. So I like if they both just really hit me in the right spot for that. So So love them both. Um, and then the other update I had was, um, there's a Celtic fantasy <gasps> fair. Oh. oh, what? happening in August this
1: year. Fuck yeah, In
0: Hillsborough. What? Yeah. Are you going to go? I totally want to go. Yes. I, so I was going to see if you and Kyle wanted to go. Uh,
1: fuck yes. And I think it
0: would be super fun. Are you going to dress up? Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I love to dress up. Oh my um, God. Yes. Uh it's on August 24th in Shoot Park in Hillsborough. I'm not Oh oh, shoot. Oh shoot. (laughs) And then I had some questions for you. The first was if you went to the Pals book sale, which we just talked about. (laughs) Um and then I also wanted to ask, did you and Kyle get a chance to talk about you guys were gonna have a meeting for the van?
1: Oh, for van life? Yeah. Have you guys done that yet? Okay. (laughs) All ambition. Very little follow through. Um, <laughs> um. So we, uh, no, we we're starting to talk about like goals and stuff, but it sucks because it's like still such a dream of mine. Yeah, like I want that life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know it's like a big old fat bummer in a lot of ways. Like, you know, you have to empty your own pee. Like, you know, you've got to like, it's not, it's not all glamorous. It's not all glamorous. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that like, part of me is like, kind of the same thing, like echoing what you were just talking about with like, I just want to have a simple life mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. And like, I know it's probably just because of how our shitty ass world is yeah. designed yeah. and our bummer ass society is so shitty that <laughs> <laughs> I know it's probably not sustainable for, you know, the duration of my existence. For sure. Nor would I want it to be, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. But like, the idea of just like, quieting the pressure and just being in a space yes I just love that so much so I'm still holding on to it we haven't like workshopped it right you're not like budgeting and like all this stuff yeah yeah but I I'm like loosely saving being like okay this is roughly the price point yeah like I think I could comfortably shoot for it right and I'm thinking like I might just fucking go for it. Fuck yeah. One of my coworkers yeah. that I was talking
0: to last week, she every year takes the entire month of October off mm. and they have not a van, but they have like a camper that they hook up to their car. Yes. And every year they take a whole month off and they drive down to Mexico with their oh dog and park like in the small town in Mexico Beautiful. on the ocean and just spend mm. a month in Mexico with their camper. And I was like, Oh my God. Tell me all the tips. Yeah. Tell me all the things. So she like walking me through everything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <gasps> so still keeping my fingers crossed for you and Kyle to, get to do that. You. So, Thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah. What about, okay. Would you rather have a boat or a like trailer camper van sitch? A boat. Totally. But I wouldn't say, I
0: think a trailer camper van sitch would be much cheaper. Yeah. And still <laughs> entirely lovely. Yes, but I just want to sail around the Caribbean.
1: Oh know? God, that sounds so nice! Can't do that in a car. You, you cannot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yeah,
0: I wanted to, I wanted to ask about that to see if that was still on the books.
1: I feel like we need to like workshop it. Yeah, but there.
0: but it's on the radar.
1: It's on the radar. That's all you can ask
0: for. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then my last question I had for you: Are you doing any? Are you and Kyle doing anything for Valentine's Day? Oh, do my you God. guys celebrate Valentine's Day?
1: Um, yes, we. Are, so we have a date jar, but cute. we haven't really drawn from it since we've moved here. Yeah. And things have just gotten so crazy. Yeah. So we decided that we're gonna pull from the date jar and do whatever is nice. in there. Because That's so cute. we're excited, yeah, because we took an evening one time just to drop a bunch of things in there because mm. we were realizing that it's like so hard to a make dating a priority. Yes. And then also to like when you have a block of time or the same. What space. do we do? Yeah. And then it's like, well, do we want to try a new restaurant? But which restaurant would yeah. we try? Yeah. And like, oh, do we want to go do something? Like, what do we want to do? Yeah. And so we decided to just sit down one day and we put a bunch of ideas I in love the jar. That. And thank you. And some of them we have to like, oh, we can't really do that. Like, put it back in because some of them are more seasonal. Right, right. But. Yeah, so I think we're going to do that. Fun. Yeah. On Valentine's Day? Probably not. Um, But, because it's like a Wednesday, right? Yeah.
0: Mm. It's not the most convenient of of nights.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, either the weekend... February is just filling up, man. (sighs) I think, like... The months always fill up before they happen. You know, it's it's like... so true. Yes. So I think some february so day sometime <laughs> around
0: there around february 14th ish give or take a week or two
1: or three yes. you know? a month or two or four Yep, <laughs> somewhere somewhere in that time frame we're gonna have a date <laughs> but yeah it'll be what are you guys doing um we are actually so or do you ce- do you celebrate we do we do um,
0: like casually like we definitely don't um. make it like Oh, we got to go out the night of and make reservations at restaurants and things like that. Cause that's just too hectic. So hectic. Um, but we fortuitously, I, I've been just like looking at plane tickets places just because I want to go and, uh, tickets to Vegas were $38 Yes. for like, we're just staying for two nights, but we're going from the, um, 12th to the 14th, um, of this month, of this month. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're excited for that. It's gonna be like a really quick trip. We're just gonna go like Cirque du Soleil, stay on the strip. He's never been to Vegas. So yeah, we're just yeah. gonna have like a nice little quick trip to Vegas.
1: So yeah, that'll be fun. That's amazing. Yeah. That's My old amazing. roommate
0: Erin lives there. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna hopefully see Aww. her. But it's a pretty quick trip. So we're not, I'm not sure if that's really gonna happen yet. We need to text her back. <laughs> I'll text her back in like two days. <laughs> um I'm hor oh, listen, I share this. We yes. are horrible about texting back in a reasonable time frame. So true. It's bad.
1: <laughs> I know the fact that we've even made it to the 21st episode is oh. like with our two yes. shitty texting yep. abilities.
0: Yep. It's a miracle. Like a miracle.
1: It's a miracle. <laughs> it
0: really Truly. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. We were just, we were planning on going to Vegas in March. Yeah. Because the same thing in the off so season, cheap. the flights are so, so cheap.
0: cheap. Which is like yeah. a little bummed because I'm like, do I even bring a swimsuit? because it's not going to be like super warm but yeah. then rusty made a good point he's like they all of the hotels on the strip probably like heat their pools pretty well yeah so i'm yeah. gonna bring a swimsuit just in case they'll totally. probably have a hot tub totally at the very least and like so. indoor pools true totally true, a true, true, true. yeah totally a thing yeah. yeah especially in vegas yeah i feel like that's a big draw of vegas is you know yeah a swimsuit
1: and absolutely swimming Oh, beautiful. (laughs) But yeah, I'm excited. That's going to be so fun. It will be fun. Are you, like, it sounds like you're more in it for, like, the shows and, like, the experience of just, like, walking around.
0: Walking around and seeing all the big buildings. I've only been to Vegas once, and it is an experience. Like, Mm -hmm. have you ever been to Vegas? Mm -mm. It's just, like, everything's so larger than life. It's kind Mm -hmm. of hard to, like, even fathom until you're there. Oh, how big the strip is like how just like grandiose Dang. um so if, so if you're not into that sort of thing mm-hmm. then it's like I can see why people have a distaste for Vegas sure. but just like on a visual level it was it's really cool yeah. when I went last time uh I went with Sam who doesn't drink mm-hmm. and uh I drank but mm-hmm. we just went to like one like day club like nice. um had a few drinks and then we would just lounged by the pool in red the so whole time good. and like walked up and down the strip like it, it Oh. It's weirdly relaxing. Like, I don't gamble. I don't yeah. like going to tons of clubs. So, right. it, but it's, it's since, since the flights are so cheap, the hotels are like not crazy expensive either yeah. because they want you to go there and gamble. Right. <laughs> so it's like uh, overall a not expensive vacation if you're not drinking and gambling. Totally. totally. Drinks are insanely overpriced. Oh, Jesus. But if you have like one drink or yeah. it's fine. Or if you're drinking while like gambling. Right. You get right. free drinks. But... Yeah, I'm excited. That's I'm excited. excited. Yeah,
1: that's gonna be amazing. I'm excited be to hear yeah, about it. Be fun. Oh, beautiful. Do you have any updates? Oh yeah, I just have a few. Um, okay, let's see. So, Kyle and I started buddy reading a book. Ooh, fun. What book? Yes. Um, your boy Brandy Sandy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we started reading Skyward. Okay. Yeah. So the first book in the Skyward series. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay.
0: not the stormlight archive yes
1: <laughs> which I'm so because now we have clarified it so yeah. many times and I'm so mortified that even last night I was like okay stormlight archive and I was like god damn it I no was you, like... it was me who made the mistake because you like
0: you aren't familiar with it no I'm not and right. and then you said something and I just immediately was like oh yeah yeah Skyward, but I was wrong. No, you read the Stormlight Archive, which seems obvious looking back at it.
1: But (sighs) I was like, yeah, (laughs) Skyward, Skyward. I'm like trying to like keep it in my brain. What do you think so far? Well, we've only read the first fifty pages. But I honestly love it. Yeah, it's so good. It's cute, right? Yeah, and like, yeah, it's my first Brandon Sanderson book ever. Nice. So I feel Is like it Kyle's
0: first Brandon Sanderson book too.
1: Yes. Nice. So I feel like it's really nice to have it be like such an approachable. Yeah, like it's a good novel. intro to
0: like his writing and yeah. kind of his style and such
1: yeah. a good storyteller. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, so beautiful. Yeah. So I'm I'm loving it. Honestly, good. I think it's really good. Good. Um, yeah, so we're reading that together. It's been really fun. We love it. Um, oh, is that... I was gonna ask you, is that a book? Like, does that series take place? Is that like a Cosmere? No, it's series?
0: not. It's separate.
1: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. cool. 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 Because yeah. I was asking Kyle <laughs> yesterday you with all your Brandon Sanderson <laughs> lingo. <laughs> I was looking at Kyle yesterday, and I was—we were like talking. We were like book club in it. Yes. And cute. I was like, "Is this a Cosmere series?" And he's like you know who the right person to ask is? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll just ask Steph tomorrow. I yep. have no idea.
0: <laughs> That's so cute.
1: <laughs> so it's it's good. We're liking it. Um, Okay, and then I listened to, so I finished an audiobook. I listened to Scarred by oh, Emily yeah. McIntyre. I saw you like
0: a review on Goodreads, and I was like, mm. whoa.
1: I, yeah, I left a very not generous review you left a review I didn't see your review well I guess I didn't review I rated it
0: okay sorry I was
1: like I thought you like
0: a review but okay
1: yeah I rated it like pretty low for me actually I think I rated it like a
0: 1.5 that is low for you it is it it takes a lot I feel like for you (laughs) to get
1: to a 1.5 what happened damn well I was like I I
0: okay because you okay. liked the uh, the two other books that you read by her, that yes, are the same
1: I did.
0: Style ish,
1: yes, yeah. I did. And like this, I oh, okay. I got to a point where I was like, I'm just like hate finishing this right now because like, and I probably would have DNF'd it. Yeah, I wanted to so bad. Yeah, but I was like, I have the other books in the series. <laughs> They're part of my collection. Yeah. I can't keep the first and the third, but then get rid of the second. Yeah. Like I have to finish. But it sucked. Like, I think that the whole... And, like, no shame, obviously. I think in a lot of ways, it wasn't my, like, energy. Mm -hmm. Like, I can totally be down. I think that a lot of times, like, the kind of, like, possessive play, like, in Smut is, like, super fun. And I usually really enjoy it. And think it's really, really, like, fun and hot. And I love it. But, like, in this one he the guy so these are like super heteronormative books and the guy like was such a fucking piece of shit the whole entire book there was like nothing redeeming about him at all oh shit and like he like would just kill people and he was super violent and super like he was super possessive but like there was no, like, endearing edge or, like, ooh. It was very... And it wasn't really about her as much as it was about him just having power. Uh, yeah. And it was, like... And totally going to spoil it. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just pissed. I it. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, like, he... So, he was like, oh, I want the crown. It was, like, supposed to be, like, Lion King and he was the scarred prince. Yeah, gotcha. So, he, like, wanted the crown and everything. But not because he, like, actually cared about the people. Yeah. He just cared about having the crown for the power and, like, the The status. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he literally, okay, this is, like, last ten pages burned down multiple businesses in his <laughs> kingdom framed his brother oh my and made it look like his brother who was first in line yeah. for the throne made it look like he went completely crazy and burned them down himself and he was like it was the right call oh my god <laughs> and, and he- he's, our, he's our main love interest like yes
0: what the fuck? And so this is no the end of the book. Is-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like the woman's like, it was so I've I ugh, and I feel like this is dicey because part of me was like, this is so anti-feminist, which it's <laughs> like, no, she was like super excited. She was all about it. It was a very like consensual dynamic. Like, you know, she like loved all of you know. It wasn't like her just being like wrapped up in the the manisms of the society <laughs> like she was like very she felt very confident that she was making her own choices that's great, love that for you. I just was like, the whole time, she's like, yeah, he just, he burned down the kingdom, it's fine, it's just the price you pay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's it was just, what you just do. like, what that's are you, what you talking do. about, oh, you loon. Like, I, like, couldn't <laughs> do it, I was like, I'm gonna freak out. You're like, girl. Yeah. Girl. And uh, he was just, oh uh, he would, like, threaten every other, like, woman character like he was like threatening to be really like violent towards them what the fuck and like threatening for like like one of the women he like threatened to have like the entire village be super violent against this yeah and it's like it like why why she for existing she had a thing for she had a thing for one of his like friends or whatever Uh and he was part of like the rebellion and he's like if you cross me like I will and he was like she didn't even do anything what the and he's like if you like go against me or whatever I find out that you're like you know double crossing me or whatever like he's like I'm just gonna let like the entire village but and it's like Bro, like that's so fucking gross. That's messed up. Like it's so fucked up. Yep. And I was like, yeah. I, I, No, you're like, okay,
0: this is not for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. It like kept getting worse and worse, and I was like, God, it's so not like- even like a morally gray character. This is. Was- <gasps> Disgusting. A <laughs> yeah. These just, like, and then I finished and I thought I thought of something you said a while ago where we were talking about like how we were rating books and like yeah. one was like this book is ass. Yeah. And afterwards I was like, this is ass. This is an ass book. <laughs> this is an no. ass book. Fucking hate this book. And I was yeah, I was I could go on about it forever, but I was very surprised. Yeah. That a romance book, romancey smutty book, earned a lower rating for me than Birthday Girl. Yeah. I was very like, surprised. That's <laughs> <laughs> you're like Hats off to this
0: book, honestly. honestly.
1: <laughs> it was so garbage.
0: Damn. Uh, that sucks.
1: Yeah, it was so horrifying. I was like, God, this is awful.
0: So Does it awful. have a good Like overall rating
1: on goodreads like
0: did people generally enjoy it
1: that's the thing people like kind of really liked it like they were pretty okay with it it has like a pretty comparable rating to the others dang and I was like I I hate that I loved the first one but I did yeah and I liked the third one like a decent amount like I gave it four stars I think so I was so surprised because I was like You weren't anticipating it to go
0: that direction based on what you've read so far.
1: It was so violent and, like, a violent... not in a good way. No, yeah, (laughs) not in a good way. And so, like, yeah, they have a little bit of, like, a BDSM dynamic, which I love. Like, mad respect. Totally. Love that.
0: But there's a difference between, like, BDSM and your, like, private moments and then just being an abusive asshole outside of that. Absolutely. And towards other people. Right. Not that it's okay, like, towards... partner but if like you have that established like this is what's hot to me this is right like this is consensual like towards other people too exactly for no fucking reason
1: yeah like yeah and that's the thing like he and the main character like woman whatever like they had that like consensual dynamic it was discussed about like talked about agreed upon they enjoyed it love that but like yeah he was like that to like her friend no. like mm-mm, and just mm-mm. ugh. that'd be an instantly bye-bye yeah nope <laughs> i was kind of this is horrible but just knowing how he treated all of the other women characters yeah i was kind of disheartened by how well loved this book yeah. was yeah like i was kind of like it was so yucky yeah like we can really overlook that damn mm. eh. it was gross damn I hated it uh it was, but, <laughs> straight up, but. Um, right now, I'm listening to a thriller and it's pretty good. Okay, okay. Um, it's called You Should Not Have Come Here. By Geneva Rose, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. Nice, Just right on. Throwing it out there, I kind of yeah. liked it. And then my last update is also an event. Okay. And I thought you were. I thought this is what you were going to talk about, actually. Um, but we were going to see if you and Rusty wanted to go. My friends, Sid and uh, her friend Grace, um, they're going, too. But on the sixteenth, on Friday the sixteenth. There is on Alberta Street in like their Ooh. little theater. They have a book lovers <gasps> burlesque show. Oh my god, no way. Yes!
0: That's incredible. <laughs> yes! Checking my calendar
1: now. Book Lovers Burlesque Erotica Edition. Fuck
0: yeah. Isn't
1: that the most amazing thing? Fuck yeah. I'll have to send you a picture of the poster because even the poster is like Yes. Yes, That's yes, yes.
0: incredible. Crazy, right? Is it like a ticketed event?
1: Yeah. I think tickets are like, I think they were like 30 bucks, I want to say. You they said
0: were... the
1: 16th? Yeah. Yeah, I worked the 15th, 16th, and 17th. No. Ugh. Fuck. Mm. Well, you'll have to
0: tell me I about it. it. absolutely <laughs> <We> will. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, cool. Yes. All right, you are first this week, right? That is true, yes. Okay, I can't okay. wait
1: to hear about what you read. <sighs> okay, so... For this, which I'm realizing, I was like, "Oh, I have other updates," but I'm like, "Liz, you've already gone for eight million years." Because I was (laughs) like, "I'm using stencils in my reading journal, and I love it." Yeah, girl. And so I was like, "That is that your reading journal?" Yeah. Okay. Sidebar here. Let me just take a quick look. See. Yeah. They're not totally updated, but um, they're so cute. Thank you. Look at you. Thanks. I haven't like finished updating them, but you've been on it. Thank you. What do you, do you print out on your printer? I do, but here's the thing. There's this, okay. Just got to plug this woman. Her name is Jojo. I think her store is called Jojo's Pretty Paper, Mm -hmm. but she makes like full page bookshelf stickers. Like they're stickers that you can color on. Nice. It's so cool. So how are they textured? It's like, so I asked her what kind of paper she used because I was like, I want to make these. Um, It's like a label paper. But... Why are your books
0: more textured? Is it just the coloring? I can color them. Yeah. Like, what did you use to color? I used gel pens. Okay, maybe that's what I'm feeling. So I'm like, yeah. it's, Ooh, it's textured. Like, <laughs> Cute. But oh my thanks. god, girl! I thought you were going more simple. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's just for the month. Fucking okay. Okay. I wish I brought my journal, you bitch. Okay. <laughs> Like, I'm gonna get so creative in my book journal this year and I feel like I am and Alyssa's like I'm gonna go more simple and this bitch has full
1: out like monthly oh my god it's
0: so cute, cute.
1: <laughs> I am so stinking cute I'm, I want to see yours do you have it I don't I don't bring I'm... it so excited this year. <laughs> it's way more simple
0: than that. Oh and I'm like, I'm so like, look at how much I'm doing this year. I'm so excited. I want to see where but... I'm loving my journal so far this year. Good. Holy shit. That's cute. Thank you. What the heck? <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but yes. So Without further ado. <laughs> um, so, for this week, since we're kind of focusing on like love stories in the February, <laughs> yes, it's <Yes. laughs> quite the purr. Yes. Um, <laughs> I read actually after you told me about it Butcher and Blackbird by Bryn Weaver. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> stoked to hear what you think. Yeah because you mentioned it to yes, me yeah. um, probably like a month ago now. Yeah. And I had never heard of it, mm-hmm. but then I immediately like ordered it. Okay. Um, <laughs> And you're so right. I was reading through all the content mornings and yeah. some of them were like, some of them made me chuckle a little bit only because one of them's like, what does it say? Eyeballs yep. and eye sockets. yep. And there was one that was Accidental cannibalism. <laughs> so accidental cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, I thought that was. I was like, oh god. Um, like, what am I getting into? I, I was so excited. <laughs> like, oh god, sign me up. Yep. Um, okay. So, Butcher and Blackbird by Brynn Weaver. So it starts with Sloane, who is our main female character and she is trapped in a cage with a decomposing body. Oh my god. It's literally how it opens. <laughs> Bold opening. <laughs> she has been in there for 3 days. She has water, but nothing else. Um and she's feeling super stinky, super like yuck. It's yeah. in the Louisiana summer. Ew. So it's, it's humid, it's yes. sticky. All the ick, all the ick. It just smells like death. Ew. And so it literally opens with like her in this cage with this trapped, like trapped with this dead body. And then she sees, so graphic, sees like the stomach start to like distend from oh, like the, the heat me- and the, the gas that's produced. Yes. And then it like bursts with like maggots. it was was so gross that's a a step further than it was was so gross it's disgusting and she's like oh my god there are fucking orzo pastas like crawling towards (gasps) me so (laughs) gross so gross um and then um rowan walks in um, and he Just is, strolls into the cave that she's trapped in. Yeah, he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, we learn that through this process that Sloane is the orb weaver, which is the name that the authorities have given to her as a serial killer. Um, and we'll talk about why, but... Um, but she kills, She it's very Dexter-esque. Okay. She kills serial killers, too, oh, yeah. and, like, okay. just shitty-ass people. Okay. Um, and so this person that she's trapped in a cage with is one of those people that she killed, and then he kicked her into the cage, but then since she stabbed him in the neck, he fell into the cage, too. You said cage, not cave. Correct.
0: Okay, I heard cave. Oh, so shit, I was like, okay. she's trapped No, that's fucked <laughs> like, <that's> my ears. <laughs> Not I was like, she's trapped in a cave and he just walks in to this cave. <laughs> Cage. Okay. Gotcha, yeah.
1: Gotcha. In his house. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So he kicked her, but she stabbed him. So he tumbled in when she tumbled in. Cut. It was all a thing. Okay. So now she's stuck. But then Rowan walks in, and he had kind of traced her to that location. Um, and he ends up coming in. She's never met him before. He's like, you're the orb weaver. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And even from just straight out of the gate, he's, like, pretty flirty and, like, playful. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, giving him a bunch of sass. And he's like, all right, well nice meeting you gonna... and she's like no 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 please, please just let me the fuck out
0: yeah, <laughs> desperate
1: cut to the chase yep. here um and so he lets her out she cleans up and agrees to get dinner with him um i couldn't eat for like a month
0: after being
1: oh my god <laughs> yeah, I, I could never eat again no,
0: yeah. <laughs> <done>. so
1: gross <laughs> so gross um and I think he, like, I could be wrong, but I think he orders something that's, like, <gasps> the meatiest. Yeah, some, and she's, course. like, I'm going to fucking freak out.
0: Of course.
1: <laughs> it reminds me of, like, the
0: start of Dexter, like, the intro, yes. where he's, like, making breakfast. Yes. With the most disgusting-looking and sounding thing ever, just based on the content of the show. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> so gross.
1: The eggs. Oh, blah, blah. yeah. It's disgusting. Um, And so... They go to Dins. He's all like, oh, she's so beautiful. Um, And she's just like, God, I'm so fucking hungry, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he offers, he's like, I know you like to kill. I also like to kill people. (laughs) He's, like, nicknamed the Butcher. I think, like, I could be wrong, but, like, the Butcher of Boston or something. I have no idea. Um, But he's known as, like, a butcher, and Mm -hmm. she is the orb weaver. And so he's, like... I have a, like, an impartial third party um, who ends up being his brother.
0: Oh, so impartial. I know,
1: so (laughs) impartial. But (laughs) who can locate various shit people around the country, and every year he can send us, like, the details about this person and, like, where they are regionally, Mm -hmm. and we can have, like, a chase. And whoever <laughs> kills him first wins. Oh, okay. Um, and she's like, well, if it's your brother, yeah. how can you guarantee that he's going to be impartial? And he's like, trust me. My brother would be delighted to watch me lose. <laughs> like, okay. So she's like, okay, I'll take it. She, so they end up making a deal to do this every single year. And so every year they meet in a different area and – race to kill whoever they're killing mm-hmm. that specific year. So they start as friends. <laughs> so wild! great annual little event. <laughs> I know, it's a tradition. Yep. <laughs> um so their relationship progresses they become friends to best friends to a little bit more. Of course. Um over time throughout all of their adventures. Um and so here are my that's kind of where I'm gonna leave. Okay. Cool. Here are my thoughts. <clears throat> okay. It's funny because as I was writing these, because I this is the highest rating book I read this year. I rate I did give it five stars yeah. out of five. Yeah. Um, but I have like more critiques about this book, I think, than all the not okay. all the others, but more notable critiques. Okay. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah. It was just something I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost. This is a friends to lovers story that I totally got behind. That's so intriguing that like right?
0: serial killers would be friends to lovers. Like you think like enemies to lovers. Like, totally. you know, but there's no. that rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. It was really interesting. And I think it was about them like kind of evolving emotionally too because they do live such a lonely life yeah. and people can only get to know them so well. Right. So I think as these like, other feelings started to develop. They're like, no, like they're my best friend. Oh they're my, my best friends. Like, mm-hmm. um, afraid to like lose that connection. Yeah. Um, because they both also killed me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I immediately gave this book five stars. And not because it was perfect, as we'll talk about, but because I just enjoyed it so much. Yes. It was so much fun um a lot of the reviews the negative reviews said that it was super like insta lovey Mm. but I can kind of see it in some ways but it spanned multiple years Mm. I feel like the author did a pretty good job of like plugging in these other elements that kind of allowed their relationship to take time Mm. like they started by only meeting every year, but then they would, like, continue chatting with each other and, like, texting and calling, like, over the course of the years. Mm-hmm. And then they would call each other all the time, and then it was, like, every day. So, it like, it was a fast-moving book, I felt. Right. But I felt, like, in terms of the span of time, like, it did evolve over right. there their... was a
0: progression. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I kind of felt like they were just missing each other at the right and the wrong moments like some years he was like Rowan was like super super like I love her and this isn't gonna go anywhere I'm not gonna say anything and then the next year it was her she was like I'm finally ready to like you know maybe take this further I think he's on the same page and then they wouldn't talk about it and it would kind of crumble um so it was really interesting I think Mm -hmm. they just kind of kept missing each other Mm -hmm. Um, but overall, I think, I think I liked the pacing. It was so fast moving, but it also didn't really have any, like, lulls where you're like, okay, we could have, like, tightened this up a mm-hmm. little better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just constantly kind go, of go, churning. Go. Yeah. yeah. Like, a page, I think, like, even that first chapter happened. They made the deal. And then the next chapter is, like, from Sloan's perspective. And it's, like, one year later. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're... right there. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I do see some insta love elements, like they end up living together at some point in the book. And it like they transferred into domestic living like so gracefully mm-hmm. and like unrealistically. like mm-hmm. it was just smooth. Yeah, like there were there were no hiccups. Yeah, no not like... really. No. It was just very much like, this is right. Yeah. I'm home now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, and I felt like there were. I I think that the author tried to kind of like make it a little more textured by like presenting all of these challenges in their own kind of internal dialogue, but none of them really came to fruition in a way that caused actual conflict. There was just like thoughts and you know, identifying challenges without actually having those challenges right. for them to work through. Right. So maybe a
0: little unrealistic.
1: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, but I loved their text conversations. Like I I don't know why, but I love in books when they show like their text yeah. conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so much fun. And mm-hmm. it's fun to like just be in somebody else's conversation for
0: sure you feel like a fly on the wall Totally, kind of. it's the yeah. best yeah
1: um so I loved that they had a bunch of that and it was just beautiful yeah. yeah it was so fun um they had the best Playful banter, mm. and I think that that's part of what made the friends to lovers work for me so well is that there still was this like flirty, yeah, blurty tension. Like she would always, Sloan would always call Rowan like pretty boy, <laughs> and he would always call her blackbird, cute, and it was just like so. Yeah. I kind of love
0: that nickname, actually. Blackbird.
1: Blackbird. Like,
0: that's cute.
1: It's so cute. (laughs) So cute. Uh, And she would call him Butcher, too. But he was just such a pretty boy. Yeah. She would just call him, like, pretty boy. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you think I'm pretty? And she's like, great. I'm glad that's the only thing. You got Yeah. It was just a lot of that kind of, like, very playful, very, like, flinging shit at each other yeah I don't know I think when I think of like gross sorry it's hair we should (laughs) we should um when I think of friends to lovers I think I always think of like oh they like grew up together like next door you know like and it's like just kind of like it's super sweet but like not really my energy yeah but this was like oh I see the appeal now right that this could fit in right. this category. Um, and I loved how they were just traveling. <laughs> yeah. I loved how they were traveling the country slaughtering people. <laughs> God damn. Um and I thought it was really interesting how they worked, you know, with all these like dead bodies. Um, but they were instead of being afraid of, like, the murders, the crimes that they're committing, you know, dealing with the bodies, they're more, like, dead terrified of having these, like, emotionally intimate conversations. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I thought that was so interesting. Like, it was such an extreme illustration of how, you know, they both have their own kind of rough backgrounds. Right. Um, And it was such an extreme illustration of how having such a painful background that has such specific scenarios that really shape us as a person can be so isolating yeah regardless of whether or not you murder people right (laughs) (laughs) but it really it was so I it was kind of refreshing in a lot of ways to like hear that kind of I don't know, have some light be brought to that kind of situation that could be really lonely for a lot of people. You know, it is always kind of lonely if you've, like, gone through things that other people can't relate to. Right. To, and, like, how powerful that connection can be when you meet someone who can kind of meet you on that level. Totally, I thought this book did a really good job of, like, kind of highlighting that specific dynamic in a way that didn't feel like trauma bonding.
0: Nice. You know, it I was, feel like that's an important distinction.
1: Totally. Yeah. It was. It was really nice. Like they could just be themselves. Yeah. With each other. Yeah. But they weren't reveling in their angst and like it just yeah it was it was really all things considered <laughs> it felt very healthy <laughs> in all lot ways. I love
0: that for them.
1: <laughs> I love that for them. Um, and, Jesus. Um, I also loved the smut in this book yeah like okay. the sex scenes were so fucking hot uh-huh. and like literally i think that that's another reason why like i feel like i feel like i didn't really give scarred the chance that it may be deserved, which is hard to even say because it was a fucking shitty book. <laughs> but I had just finished this one. Okay. So that's c- direct
0: a- comparison.
1: Totally. Like one where I was like, it's so hot yeah. in here. Is it hot in yeah. here? Like <laughs> 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 it's still like that where I was like, yeah, like this just rolling just sucks. your eyes. Yeah. yeah. And I never fully understood. And I think we've kind of talked about this before too. Like, I've never really understood how everyone can be like is like, oh, my book boyfriends because a lot of like the fictional, you know, love interests are people that we would never want to date in real for life, sure. for sure. But I will say Rowan Kane I was like, you know, like, I think I get it now. I think it passed the serial killer bit. <laughs> totally. That's fine. Totally. Love it. Love it. Great. It's just part of the package. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, he I don't know what it was about him, honestly, but I he had like a slight Irish accent. Oh. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of tattoos. Fuck yeah. He had like charisma and charm and was like, I think very extroverted. But still, like, an absolute goofball. I love that. Like, beautiful. I love that. Um, And he, like, keeps all of his promises. Like, he's he's not just, like, all about pretty words. Like, he's about the, like, delivery. And their sex scenes, oh, my God. They (laughs) were delicious. Like truly so good okay and I felt like this book was different than other smut novels i read in the sense that like they don't have sex till like probably like 60 percent of the way okay. through like it's kind There's of a, a build-up yeah yeah which is another reason why I'm like I don't know if that if the insta love totally fits right because like they waited for years and years and years yeah um and at one point Rowan even gets like drugged at one of the houses of one of the killers that they're trying to kill um and he's like super loopy and is like spewing all this nuts and he's like like just woeing he's like I've committed a to like I've committed myself to a life of celibacy for a woman who doesn't even want me like (laughs) like he's just like Oh, my God. Losing it. Losing it. So they wait, like, a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, but it was so worth it. Yeah. Oh, my God. The payoff. The payoff. It was different than, like, other – it was different. It had a totally different flavor than other Smut that I've read. And I think part of it is because it had taken so much time for them yeah. to develop that emotion That you intimacy. felt
0: that, like – you felt that, too. You're like, oh, yeah. it's not,
1: like – oh, he's hot and we're going to fuck. And
0: yeah. then we'll develop the relationship part. Yeah. It's like, okay. We develop, we've got that. We've got that going the totally. back and forth, the passion. And then you get to it. It's oh,
1: like, yes. it <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's yeah. And I think that because so much of their bond came from honesty and like being themselves, he was just like, don't hide from me, Blackbird. Like you can't hide yeah. from me. And it was like, you're like, yeah. I'm just, I was like, oh. <laughs> It was gorgeous. I'm obsessed. Mm, so good. Um, and then I loved all the adventures that they went on. Yeah. They went to this. Traveling the world together yeah. in a <laughs> sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, like, yeah. They went to Texas. There was, like, a chainsaw massacre-esque energy, Uh Um, they went to this, like, haunted lodge in the Pacific Northwest, and, like, so it was, like, wine by the fire waiting to kill someone, and, (laughs) and, like, (laughs) having this super dramatic, like, house in the middle of nowhere Texas, like, going to run towards the sound of chainsaws and <laughs> and there's also like this fine dining in a california mansion and this is like a, a semi spoiler but there there's there's this part that i actually like burst out laughing out loud which is always a delight yes. in a book where <laughs> there's like one of the people is a cannibal that they're mm-hmm. trying to kill and Sloan knows it but Rowan doesn't and so she's, like, trying to hint, like, don't eat the food. Like, don't oh. eat it. Don't eat it. Like, so this is the accidental cannibalism? Yeah. She's, like, looking at And she's, like, no, no. And he's, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> totally not getting it. And she's, like, oh, my God. And they bring out this, like, steak. And she's, like, very intentionally kind of, like, skirting around it. Like... Oh. And he, she's like, Rowan, <clears throat> like, don't you don't you don't really You're want not that? Hungry, You're right? not hungry. What do you say? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, he like takes a bite and he's like, this is so delicious. Oh and no! So, but he's also drinking this wine that like totally makes him pass out. So Sloan has to kind of like come to his rescue or whatever. But when he like comes to she's like oh my god Rowan it was so gross you ate human ass (laughs) she's like I had to scrape human out of your mouth (laughs) and it just made me laugh so hard it was so good um it was just so funny like yeah because she's like oh no he just it was told from her perspective and she's like he's not getting it oh god he's not getting it oh shit oh shit (laughs) he doesn't realize nope (laughs) So good, so funny. Um. So yeah, each place that they went to had such a different mood, which I loved. It yeah, was super fun. That's great. And it was always like you always got the butterflies or the jitters, oh, like I love when that. they would reunite. Yes. You're like, ah. um. Okay. So things I didn't like. I'll try to be fast. Okay. <clears throat> the final conflict, like, was very. Mm, It was, like, just – it kind of fell flat for me. Like, I felt like the final conflict – because – and that's the thing. Like, I was, like, 70% in the book, and I was, like, everything is going so well. Yeah. Like, something bad has to happen because there's, like, 30% of the book. Right, right. Like, what are we doing here? And when it did end up coming – It was just. I felt like it was really easy in a lot of ways. I felt like it didn't really take that much. Okay, to to resolve. Yeah, it was so simple, and I, I felt like it was very non-threatening. Yeah, you knew the ending because they were doing so well, and you're like and so i i just kind of felt like there was way more that could have been done there like it was almost like a missed opportunity to have a really cool kind of villain yeah like you know someone that is either like a corrupt like law enforcement person that's like trying to i don't know whatever but like that's like knows who they are and has been tracking them or like a different serial killer that's like outsmarted them and mm. you know and it wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. I guess I was also thinking too though that like if that were to be the case, they probably would have had to have planted breadcrumbs like earlier on. Yeah. to kind of lead up to a more like dynamic conflict. Um and so this book is part of a trilogy and At first, when I read that Rowan has two brothers, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I wonder if the whole trilogy is about, like, the three brothers. Oh, yeah. I wanted the trilogy to be all about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I loved them so much. Yeah, yeah. But I looked at the next book, which comes out, I think, in May or June. Okay. And it's about his brother. Okay. And then the other one, just judging off of the title, which I don't remember what it was, but it relates to his other brother. Okay. So I was like. Dang it. I loved them so much. Yeah. Yeah. I have a difficult time with
0: that too, where it switches to different characters. Like,
1: But I don't want.
0: I don't want. I (laughs) I want
1: these ones. These ones. Yeah, I like them. Just them. Yeah, just them. I don't care about these other people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I wanted more, and I also feel like. Yeah, I I felt like it was a lot of, like, missed opportunities. I was like, they could have taken it international. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they could have, like, traveled more. They could have had, like, run-ins with, like, the law or law enforcement because, oh, yeah, the reason why Sloan is considered the orb weaver is because, and this is so gross, this is so graphic, <laughs> but she, with all of her victims, will create this, like, elaborate kind of web, um in, when she's, like, staging the body for, like, law enforcement to find, um, she creates this, like, web with, like, string or wire or whatever, and she will also poke out the eyeballs of whoever she kills, Okay, and she'll cut out bits of, like, flesh from that person Uh while they're alive before she kills them, um... And the eye popping is also before. Oh, God. It's really gross. Oof. Um, And she takes these pieces of, like, flesh and eyeballs and stuff, and she'll hang them from this elaborate Ew. web. And what she's doing is she creates a map, basically, like, uses specific measurements to create a map of where the other bodies are located from that Killer, yeah, the killer she's killing. Um, so, so she's trying to like not so subtly but subtly lead the law enforcement to find their the other wrongdoings, yeah. Yeah. And so that's her thing. So I was like, interesting, yeah. But I was like, some run ins with like the law or like law enforcement being on their tail, like something like that. Um, and like we didn't really know anything about Sloane's family other than they kind of suck okay. from what it sounded like. But a lot of her experiences and a lot of what made her who she was happened at a boarding school. Okay. So we don't really know about her family at yeah. all. Um so I felt like it just all came together a little too easily. Okay. That like the human side of them kind of got lost, you know, like they both have a ton of baggage. And yeah. like The way that they were able to kind of just fuse it so beautifully, but then had this tiny little conflict, but then come together at the end. uh, Just like it kind of sucked. I felt like it was just, yeah, a total missed opportunity. Right. And I felt like the other books could have really expanded. On that side of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, maybe we, like, meet, like, an ex. Or there's another love interest. Or there's, like, a villain that's, like... Really, really smart and knows who they are, and is like threatening them, like just something that was more tangible and like substantial and an actual challenge that they would have to address. They would have
0: to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I was
1: kind of bummed that it wrapped so easily. Easily.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: But I am gonna read the other books in the trilogy. Fuck yeah! And I loved it, and I it was so much fun. I think you would like it too. I was gonna
0: say it sounds like something I would enjoy because. When I first heard the description of it, like, despite people saying, like, they loved it, that sort of mm-hmm. thing, I almost was getting more of, like, a dark romance vibe, which this isn't... Like, the romance actually seems kind of sweet in this.
1: Yeah. Despite,
0: like, kind of the dark elements of, like, what they do for their lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I would enjoy it a lot more than I think I initially thought. Yeah. Because um, I thought it was going to be more... Like, when I heard all of the, like, trigger warnings, I thought that was going to be, like, with with from within their like
1: their, dynamic. Yeah, their yeah.
0: their connection, which right. I'm not super into. Sure. It reminds me of or what I thought it was mm-hmm. reminding me of what I've heard about haunting Adeline actually. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there's there's some like really dark romance elements, mm-hmm. which I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. think I'd be into that. Yeah. I don't think I'd be into that. Um yeah. but that sounds a lot more up my alley where like yeah they do shitty thing. Maybe I'm yeah. not like, it's like Dexter where it's like, is it shitty or am I on board with it? You right. Know? But, um, but that they come together really like sweetly and yeah. playfully and cutely. So oh. that sounds a lot more at my alley than I think I initially thought. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah.
1: At first I was thinking the same thing where I was like, Oh God, I'm like nervous. Yeah. But I think, and one of the things she says too is like, what'd she say? Da 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 da. Which I honestly loved. She made herself so available for like, Questions because she does have a very explicit like content and trigger yeah. warnings which yeah I love yeah I like that too um I just think that's so important mm-hmm. but she says as much as Butcher and Blackbird is a dark romantic comedy and will hopefully make you laugh through the madness it's still dark please read responsibly if you have questions about this list please don't hesitate to contact Aww. me. Wow! I know. At BrynWeaverBooks.com or on one of my social media platforms. I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok. That's amazing. Like, Bryn, yes. I love that. Round of applause. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like, I I thought that was really amazing that she specifies, like, these are valid examples of some of the things you'll be reading about. And some of the violent scenes where they do kill, it was like, you're like, oh! Like, I'm like, you can kill, that's fine, that's fine. But, like, all of like the, uh, the tangible sounds, and the, the tangible, tangible like sights and sounds. Yeah. I was like textures. And yeah. Yeah, 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 I was like, oh god, that's so gross. <laughs> but so I thought it was really incredible that she. But it kind of
0: adds to like the contrast between totally. like them, like yeah. popping out some eyeballs, but then yeah. being like oh, you pretty boy. Like <laughs> It was
1: fabulous. And, like, yeah. she oh, – One of the first – The first time they have, like, their challenge, there's this part where she's, like, running after the guy, and then Rowan is also running after the guy. Um, but then he kind of blocks her from getting to him because mm. he's like, this is a fucking competition. Yeah. And she's like, let me go, Rowan, let me go. And he's like, no can do, peaches. And I'm like, <laughs> why is this so hot?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Why do I love this? Why I'm learning new things about oh my myself.
1: Day. It was delightful. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. I think you would like it. I think I would too. Yeah. And I'm glad like
0: it's it's nice like you're like, it's a five stars. I had problems with it, but it's a five stars. Yes. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, you know, no book's gonna be perfect for sure. And I totally did have my like, damn, I wanted more from this. Yes. But I figured that if my criticism is mostly that I wanted more of them, like there's something to be said there. Yeah.
0: You were enjoying it enough that you're like, yeah. I want to see more. I a whole
1: series for these yes. two motherfuckers. Yes. I loved it. It yeah. was great.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see yeah. if the second and third book live yeah. up to it, even with changing characters, <sighs> like changing main characters. Me
1: too. Me too. Ugh. Okay. All I right. did a brief potty break <laughs> a
0: little pee break okay so this <laughs> for this book mm-hmm. I read Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross <sighs> have you read it and no so okay I saw Sarah's review on yeah. Goodreads actually yeah. Uh, so it was a combo of I saw Sarah's review mm-hmm. um, Sam read it and loved it mm-hmm. um, so I was like okay romance yes. like I'm gonna pick it up Fuck, it's yes. time yeah um so, Divine Rivals. Oh, oh first, but I, I want to say I love a book with a good surprise, like, naked hardcover Oh design. my
1: god, I'm obsessed. I feel like a lot of,
0: like, <gasps> hardcovers, the, it's just like a plain cover. Yes. So I love having, like, a cute little naked hardcover. This one has, like, a typewriter, and it says, Dear Iris. And it's,
1: and like, gold. It's, like,
0: gold on the black. Mm. It's really pretty. It's so pretty. Love a surprise, naked, <laughs> naked cover. Naked <laughs> cover. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, so this book begins with our main character, Iris, uh-huh. and she is at the train station with her brother. Mm-hmm. Her brother's name is Forrest, mm-hmm. and they are saying goodbye because Forrest is going off to war. Mm-hmm. This takes place in a fantasy world. Um, mm-hmm. They live in a, t- a small town or city, I guess, called mm-hmm. Oath, mm-hmm. and there is a war going on between two rival gods named Enva and Dakra. I want to say. I don't know how to pronounce that name. But mm-hmm. so Forrest is going off to fight for the goddess Enva, mm-hmm. who is the goddess of music. And mm-hmm. he had heard her voice in his head basically singing to him. And he just, he was so inspired that he felt like he had to go and fight for her cause. Mm-hmm. And so he is going off. Iris is devastated. She's hurt that he's leaving because yeah. it's just her him and their mother they all live mm. together he's gotta be older than 18 but she's only I'll say she's 17 oh okay. 18, maybe she's young they're young mm. so she's terrified feeling yeah. alone scared so he makes a promise to her that he like I'm gonna come home oh. and I'm gonna write to you so we'll keep in contact oh and she, Promises him that she's going to finish up her schooling mm-hmm. because that's super important to her. They have their sweet little goodbye. He gives her, like, his trench coat to remember him by. Oh. It's very sweet. She, As she's leaving the train station, like, in tears, she reaches into her pocket and he had left her, like, a note. Oh. um Basically saying goodbye and I love you. Oh. And then it jumps to five months later. Forrest has not written home once. Oh, God. And so, Iris, he's already broken a promise. Mm-hmm. Iris has also had to break a promise and is no longer in school because in their mother's grief at having, you know, lost a son, that sort of thing, she's um, turned to like alcohol and lost her job and is just generally really not doing well. So Iris has had to quit school Mm -hmm. to kind of take up that adult role of providing for the family. So she is now working instead of going to school to keep their family afloat, basically. Right. She is now working for the Oath Gazette. Which is their city. Fortunately, this is also kind of like a passion of hers is writing, Aww. and she's always wanted to work for a newspaper. Aww. So she's pretty stoked to be there, but is also kind of like mourning her loss of being able to go to school. Yeah. At work, she is currently being considered for a promotion yes. to columnist for the paper, Ooh. which she is she wants so badly. Yeah, but. This morning, this particular morning that we join Iris, she is Mm -hmm. running late to work, Mm -hmm. which has been a theme for her. We Mm -hmm. pick up on that she's had to run late for work as she, like, kind of is getting their home life kind of together and has, like, a lot of responsibility on her plate. Right. But she gets to work just as the final assignment piece is being pulled from the board Mm -hmm. by... Roman Kit mm. and Roman is basically her work rival and mm-hmm. is her competition for the promotion for columnist. Oh, and so she gets there. She's pissed. She she's pissed that he's taking the last yes. the last thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kit, she they call each other by their last names, so she mm. he, she calls him Kit and he calls her Winnow, which is her last name, Iris oh. Winnow. Cute. And so Kit is like kind of teasing her and taunting her with his assignments mm-hmm. and um ends up telling her that it's the assignment piece is about soldiers who have been going missing on the front. And so Iris's stomach kind of immediately sinks and right. she's like, fuck. No one no one at her work knows that her brother is off at war fighting and some right. she keeps she keeps her like personal life, really private at work. Right. So her stomach sinks, but she like plays it off mm-hmm. and ends up spending the day working on obituaries, which is kind of mm-hmm. like the shit assignment. Yeah. And she's like, just like kind of glaring daggers from from, from afar. <laughs> they have this like rivalry where she's she's kind of truly pissed at him because when she first got hired, he had mm-hmm. made some snide. She'd overheard him making some snide comments about the promotion. Like this is this is gonna be a piece of cake. She dropped out of school. Like <sighs> she's no competition. So she's really? kind of like pissed at him yeah but they've also kind of got this like teasy relationship where Mm -hmm. she'll like kind of do little things to piss him off like Mm -hmm. rearranging his desk when he's gone
1: (laughs) you know (laughs) things like that
0: that just kind of like get under his skin yes but she's also like kind of like but he's kind of cute too you know (laughs) he's young he's like Again, 18 or 19, I don't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but newly graduated. Yes. And so she spends her day working on those stupid obituaries and glaring mm-hmm. daggers at him from across the office. Uh-huh. Iris is also beginning to kind of theorize that the Oath Gazette as a company has some restrictions on mm-hmm. what they're allowed to write about in regards to the war okay. because she's happenstance come across one of the rival newspapers, which is called the Ink Ribbon Ink-ridden Tribune mm-hmm. that has been writing more in-depth pieces about the war that mm. she hasn't realized we're even going on oh. because her paper's not covering it, not talking about it. Right. She's kind of brought it up to her boss, like, "Hey, are there things that like we're not allowed to write about in right. regards to the war?" And he's, "No, of course not." You know, kind of, mm. kind of pl- brushes her off. Right. So she goes home that night and and finds. An article written by the Ingrid and Tribune, which she quickly stuffs in her jacket because, like, if my boss saw me reading our rival, like, yeah. this would not go over well. But it's basically about like new monster sightings on the warfront, and like Ooh. shit's kind of really going bad <laughs> over there. So she's like both really scared for Forrest and right. really eager to know what all this means and read kind of their their newspaper competitors kind of writing about it right so she heads home for the night and she gets home and her mother is intoxicated Mm. and there's like bottles everywhere it's dirty there's not a lot of food in the fridge Mm -hmm. um so she kind of immediately like just does a quick tidy up but then heads to her room for some kind of solitude yeah and she ends up taking up taking out her Old, her grandmother's old typewriter her grandmother has passed but uh-huh. her grandmother gave her her typewriter uh-huh. and she begins to write out a letter to Forrest, uh-huh. which she has been doing ever since he has gone missing but uh-huh. obviously she doesn't know where he's at right. because he hasn't written to her so she doesn't know where to send it uh-huh. so she has been writing regularly and then she'll just kind of fold up the letter and tuck it under her wardrobe uh-huh. and mysteriously as she discovered the first of night, she did this, mm-hmm. the letters disappear after she tucks them under her wardrobe. What? So she is unsure what is going on and what sort of like magic is at play here. Yeah. But she's always kind of held on to this hope that somehow this magic has been bringing for us these letters and he's still getting her letters. So Aww. she's kept writing and kept tucking them under her wardrobe. But t- tonight, on this particular night, something new happens and a letter. <laughs> comes out of the door the the wardrobe door. Aww. And the letter only contains three words. It just says, this isn't Forrest. And so she both she's both like really sad that it's yeah. not Forrest, but then also intrigued of by course. who this mystery writer is that she's yeah. been writing these letters to for months now. Right. And she's finally gotten a response. So wow. this triggers like a pen pal style of like friendship where her and the stranger are exchanging letters pretty regularly Mm -hmm. and they end up sharing a lot with each other because there's like kind of that safety in anonymity where, I mean, she's already bared a lot because she thinks she's been riding the forest, but they both start to share kind of details Mm. about their lives, their fears, with the war going on, their personal struggles, and just generally really leaning on each other for support in this really kind of scary time of war. It is through this correspondence that Mm -hmm. Iris kind of starts to learn more and more about these two warring gods, because there's not a lot of information about who they are? They've been mm-hmm. kind of sleeping gods for a long time. They haven't mm-hmm. been present, but then they both, for whatever reason, woken up and are at war with each other. Mm-hmm. And her correspondence has more information that um, he has gotten from his grandmother, mm-hmm. who who kind of has a little bit more history, mm-hmm. um, memory of kind of things that have happened long ago. So she starts learning more about this and becoming more and more intrigued. Mm -hmm. And it is around this time that us as the reader Mm -hmm. learn that the person on the other side of the typewriter (gasps) wardrobe situation happens to be none other than our rival colonist, (gasps) Roman Kitt. Yes. And Roman knows that it's Iris on the other side of the wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Just he's kind of gleaned it from her writings to Forrest. Mm -hmm. She signs off Mm the virus and kind of like her situation. But he's kind of terrified to tell her that it's him Mm -hmm. because of their situation at work. And because he has a huge fear that she will close off because they've both been like really open with each other Mm -hmm. through this, through her not knowing. He doesn't want her to feel like she's been tricked or like like lied to in some way right uh like made this, a fool right this right. this connection that they've made is really meaningful to both of them they've both yeah. become really fond of each other mm-hmm. so he's really scared that he he wants to tell her mm-hmm. but he's scared
1: of telling her at the same time how does he sign his letters
0: he signs so she asks like what can i what can i call you and right. he says you can call me carver that's he says that's what my sister used to call me and he he through this correspondence he's shared that his sister passed when they were young and he feels really guilty because he was the one who was her caretaker at the time like watching Mm -hmm. over her so he says you can call me carver and roman has told iris in real life or she knows that he he's roman c kit and she's always always kind of wondered what the c stands for like is it roman roman contentious kit like is it roman (laughs) you know like all these little kind of cheesy jabs. Yeah. So he's like telling her like a half truth. Right. That is his middle name. That is what his sister used to call him. But he's not. I mean, obviously, she doesn't know. Right. So he signs off as Carver. Mm. Or he actually just signs off as C and, oh, okay. but he's told her like you can call me Carver but he signs off as C oh. and so they go back and forth for a while sharing those these, like sweet personal letters mm-hmm. and they begin to give like greater and greater pieces of themselves to each other mm. like admitting more and more giving advice While also being these kind of teasy rivals and pseudo enemies at work. Yeah. And that goes on until one day at work, Iris is given an assignment Mm
1: -hmm.
0: by the Gazette secretary. She showed up late again. So she kind of, again, gets the shit assignments. Mm. And she's given a little piece that she has to write up because a body has been found Mm. and the police need help identifying it. So it has a brief description of the body mm. and As Iris reads this description, her stomach immediately sinks as Mm. she realizes her mother didn't come home last night. Mm. And the description provided is relatively similar to the description of her mother. Oh, God. So she immediately leaves work. Right. Doesn't doesn't say goodbye. Nothing just dips out to go to the police station to see if she can identify this body. Right. And she can, she positively Mm. identifies the body as her mother. Um, She had gotten hit by a train, I believe.
1: Oh, that's um, awful.
0: And has passed. And so she Mm. is overcome with grief and indescribable loneliness. This was her only other family member. Right living that she knows of you know Forrest is she doesn't know if he's alive or dead at this point she hasn't heard from him her mother was her only like family and company really yeah yeah So she goes home, grieves a little bit. Kit ends up coming and seeing her at one point, um, knocks Mm -hmm. on her door to bring her her jacket. She always wears her brother's jacket to work, which she had left at work in her like haste to get out. So he he knows something's up. He doesn't know exactly what. Mm -hmm. But when she does eventually return back to work, her boss is furious because she's, again, kept that part of her life private. And as far as her boss knows, you just no called no-show. Like, right. what the fuck? She comes back pretty fast to work, too. Mm-hmm. Um, not really processing her grief super well. Yeah. Um. So when she comes back, her boss is furious, calls her and Roman into his mm-hmm. office and gives the pr- promotion to Roman.
1: Mm.
0: And Roman, who has deduced that it was Iris's mother that that was about. He read the obituary. Right. He's like, he, you know, he saw her grief. He kind of figured this out. He insists that the decision on the promotion is delayed to give Iris a chance because Aww. her mom just died. And her boss is like, is this true? Did your mom just die? And mm-hmm. she is like, yes. You know, and he's like, why didn't you tell us? Like, he's still kind of being a dick about yeah, it. Yeah, what an asshole. Yeah, Jesus. super big asshole. Yeah. So her boss does agree, like, okay, we can delay the promotion, Iris, like, but, you you know, you need to get your shit together, kind of. (laughs) And on with that in her head, she resigns on the spot. She's like, I'm done. She kind of realizes that this is not the direction she wants to go anyway. She feels a draw to what's going on on the war front. Right. So she leaves on the spot and goes home. Quickly types out a letter to her anonymous pen pal, Aww. basically saying, I'm going to be gone for a little while, but I'm safe. I just don't want you to worry. Aww. And tucks it under her wardrobe, packs up a little thing, a little baggie of stuff and mm-hmm. her typewriter and immediately goes to the Ink, ink, ink Ridden Tribune. Fuck yes. Her rival. Yeah. And submits herself for a job position as a war correspondent.
1: Fuck and
0: yes. After, like, a brief interview, the boss at the Ink Tribune mm-hmm. gives her the position mm-hmm. and asks, when can you leave? And she's like, right away. And so she immediately leaves to this war-torn town that is mm-hmm. close to the front lines of the war mm-hmm. to work as a war correspondent. Wow! And from here, she makes these really deep bonds with another war correspondent, um, their host mm-hmm. in their new location, their mm-hmm. host who runs, like, this... Bed and breakfast that's not really a bed and breakfast anymore because no one lives in this town anymore because right. it's really close to the war front. It's in constant danger. Mm. Um, and she does end up keeping her communications with her pen pal. She discovers that the typewriter, it the magic must be linked to the typewriter because oh. she still can, it's not the wardrobe. She originally was like, is it the wardrobe that's doing this? Like what's going on? Right. But the typewriter seems to be kind of the, the piece that's... Oh. And she does find out why, but we'll leave some mystery. But... <laughs> She keeps up correspondence with mm-hmm. this pen pal until the pen pal finally says he's not going to be able to ro- respond for a few days. And who who shows up to this war front town a few days later than Roman Kit? What? And that's where I'm going to leave it.
1: Ooh! Um, I've just been so like mesmerized this whole time. It's a mesmerizing
0: story. I yeah. had a really, really good time with it. I gave it like a 4.25 out of five stars. Okay. I had a really good time with it. This had like a ton of really moving emotional elements. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously it talks a lot about grief and yeah. loss, war, um, yeah. family ties, but also like family dysfunction, mm-hmm. fears, friendships, found family, like this sense mm-hmm. of belonging. Like, there's a lot of really emotional elements to this book so I don't want to do it a disservice by talking about the romance the whole time but here I am going to talk about (gasps) the romance the whole time so this romance this was like a really really just fucking sweet romance like just so sweet and it was honestly a nice break from a lot of the like romanticy books that I've been reading totally um because it seems like a lot of those books seem to rely heavily on sex which is fine which is great I love that a lot of the time but it was really refreshing to get this where there's just a lot of substance to the romance it's not like the romance is a plot to move along the sex and you know like that sort of thing like the romance is the like budding flower that you're like oh it that's driving everything and it's it's really really sweet and it's just so romantic so i mean can you get much more romantic than like developing a romance over like pen pal yeah right via
1: typewriter
0: exactly and like just pouring out your heart to someone you don't know on the other end and Um, loved
1: and accepted yes
0: exactly this book has such a strong communication of feelings, which I'm like, yeah. what a concept. Like, let's yeah. talk about our emotions. Let's be vulnerable. Totally. Um, And just getting to know each other on such a deep personal level before the physical is even remotely on the table. Like you don't even right. know what the person well, Roman knows, right. but like, you don't even really know who the person on the other end is. And mm-hmm. you're like, just developing this deep connection. Like Iris was like, I, I love, Carver, I love C like I love him and I don't know who he is and her like them just starting to broach that over typewriter like Ugh. so fucking cute just yeah. sending these little letters like I hope I get to see you someday Ugh. you know like what would we do if we ever oh. met up and like talking about those things oh it was just so made me so giddy yeah. and just so like like I loved it I loved Ugh. it so much I love um that. And there is kind of inherently some level of, like, a miscommunication trope. Mm. Just because, like, Roman knows, but Iris doesn't. Right. But, I mean, not really a spoiler. Obviously, Iris finds out. But once Iris finds out, like, the miscommunication trope just, like, goes away. And their communication is so Mm. strong. Like, Mm. first of all, from, like, Iris is obviously, like, kind of what the fuck right and working through that right um but it but they, they actually talk about it it's not like oh I'm pissed I'm just gonna go right not talk to you for three months you know yeah that was be well, so well, me yeah, I'm not gonna lie right? I know
1: I know yeah that's refreshing it was
0: super refreshing and such like a good example of how to actually like communicate and work yeah. through tough things like you were saying a book boyfriend you'd actually want to date I literally yeah. wrote like a book boyfriend who isn't afraid to be vulnerable. Like uh, fuck yes. Like he's ne- he he is throughout everything just like telling Iris how he feels. Aww. And I'm like fuck yes. I yes. love this. I love seeing a vulnerable man. Yeah. Um I just like round of applause for Roman. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. We it love. was it was really really great. And then the ending of this book went in a direction I totally wasn't expecting. Really? Yeah, which was refreshing. I'm also kind of anxious about what that means for the second book. Because mm-hmm. the second book has come out. Yes. Um. I saw that Sarah really loved the second book. So I'm looking forward to getting to it and seeing where it goes. Um. I'm 100% going to be reading it. Because I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what the negatives were for me. Oh, I guess that it was like until Iris left and went. I wasn't super enjoying it until Iris left
1: mm. her
0: city. And then I was like in it in it so it was like maybe a little bit of a slow start for me okay yeah but other than that I really really enjoyed it kick your feet squealing I
1: love that so
0: stinking cute and
1: sweet highly recommend it's very refreshing that's so sweet too that like you get to see just all of the darkness that like Mm -hmm. Iris is living with and carrying and like just the burden she bears every fucking day yes To still see that she can be excited Mm -hmm. about these, like, letters coming in for her and she still can be, like, open to connection is, like, I just imagine that being so touching. Yeah. Like, that's so beautiful. And they
0: definitely talk about that, too, because Iris at one point does feel guilty, particularly when they're on the war front. She's like, how Mm -hmm. can I be having something that's good amongst like all this bad where people are literally dying and suffering like it doesn't feel right for me to be enjoying something having something good in my life right now right and her processing that and Mm. discovering like it's okay for there to be joy and happiness amidst so much so many horrible things you know so it definitely talks about that a lot it deals with it deals with a lot of like really strong emotional elements yeah which and, it, and I think it did, it did a really good job that is, it did a really good job
1: beautiful yeah it
0: was a beautiful story oh,
1: I love yeah. I want to know more about um like is there a lot of magic in this world so I know there are the gods and then you would mentioned the monsters yeah um on the war yeah in the war and then the magic typewriters yes, yes. there's not a lot
0: of magic like amongst mm-hmm. the people um okay and like I kind of mentioned the gods had been like sleeping there Mm -hmm. are other gods as well who are just not present they're Mm -hmm. sleeping and we don't really know there's a lot of mystery surrounding the gods like we don't really know why they're sleeping
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or why they're not present um I'm guessing it'll dive a little bit more into it in the second book but magic isn't a super common thing amongst amongst like the people like obviously Mm -hmm. it's something that exists in the world so like Iris isn't like it's not like if we tucked something under a door and it disappeared and we got a letter back where we'd be like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, she was, like, surprising, you know, like, I yeah. didn't know that, uh, that. That was a thing. Like, that's okay, okay. But it was more yeah. of, like, a, oh, interesting. Like, yeah. that's, okay, there's magic here. There's magic involved here. Rather than, cool. a like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? yeah. So yes. it's something that exists in the world, but it's not common.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's not like there's
0: wizards or, like, things like that.
1: Right. Well, and it's so interesting because when I had read about this, I feel like I've looked at this one so many times to be like, oh, I feel like so many people love it. Yeah. I have a coworker who was like messaging me on Teams. Like sometimes she'll tell me about the book she's reading and she's like, Divine Rivals has my entire heart. Like it's my favorite book of all time. Yeah, yeah. So I read what it was about again, and I was like, "Oh, these like gods? Is it like some kind of like lorey type mm-hmm. like?" But it sounds like it's really like on the ground, yeah. Very much like
0: it's definitely in more it. of like a background element for this book. Right. The way it ended, I think it'll be more about mm-hmm. like you'll you'll dive a little bit deeper into like the gods and their war and why this is happening. Right. But at least for this book, it's very grounded in the war is kind of more of this distant thing. Right. Um, but also at the ending, I was, I was literally like crying. The, like the way it ends, I was just like, oh, holy shit. Oh, like it, oh, it ends in such a way where God. you're like, I need to know what
1: happens. Like in a bad way or a good way or a way? In bad way. Oh shit. Like in a good
0: way, in a good way, because it's like, okay. You're like, but like, it's not good things in the story. It's just good for, like, driving your interest. But (laughs) it's bad things happening in the story where you're
1: like, no! Driving your interest and... Pulling your heartstrings. uh, Yeah! Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is... It's such a good... Like, I feel like at its essence, like, that is a love story. It
0: was such a love story.
1: Like, I... Such a love story. Yeah, Yeah. and I feel like a lot of, like... Like, even mine, even though there were some very sexy, very romantic (laughs) elements... Yeah. I wouldn't categorize it as, like, this is a love story. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like in so many ways it sounds like Divine Rivals was, like, the most, like, intimate, scary, vulnerable type of love story. Yes, it
0: absolutely was. It it's absolutely was. exciting.
1: Yeah. And scary. Yes. And yeah, all the feelings associated. It's like- Totally. It honestly kind of like reminds me of like my first crush or something, yes, you know?
0: Totally. And, and especially because they're both so young too, that yeah. it does give that like first love
1: like <laughs> kind of feeling. Have you gotten or bought an <laughs> ruthless vows? I have not yet. I have okay. not, but
0: I definitely will be next time I go to- the bookstore i <clears throat> just haven't been able to go lately but yeah, yeah i will amazing. be definitely
1: oh definitely. amazing yeah i feel like i've heard really good things about ruthless vows as well yeah um but i have heard that everyone's hearts like primarily with the first book but yeah. they still very much enjoy anyway yeah. the second book, yeah so i don't know we'll see we'll see
0: yeah i'm both excited and anxious it's hard. Yeah. And I always get anxious following a book that I really love. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say this kind of is similar to me in the bone orchard in that I gave it like a 4.25, but like the more I'm sitting with it, the more mm-hmm. I'm like, why was it a 4.25? Like probably more like a 4.5. Yeah. I, I sometimes I don't know why, like some I think it takes some reflection for me to be like, I think I'm harder on the book right after finishing it. Yeah. And then after I've sat with it, I'm like,
1: what did I not even like about it?
0: Like, what?
1: <laughs> right. Well, and I was gonna ask you where that point seven five was. I was Ooh. like, was that for like kind of the slowness in the beginning where it took you a while? Like where where is that? At? I
0: think for me, like a five star is something that like I reserve for a book that I'm like truly obsessed with, and it's like yeah. on another level for me. Where yeah. it's like, oh my god, this is in like my top ten books. I fucking love this book. Mm. And while I like I loved this book, this is this is not like in my top books of all time, probably. Sure. So I think I think there's I think it's probably more like a four point five, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be like a five stars where I'm like right obsessed with it, you know?
1: Right, right.
0: Um, but it's it was definitely thoroughly enjoyable i had a really good time with it and have very few complaints obviously oh so very similar to the bone the bone orchard from my last read yeah yeah yeah. why like it's more like a 4.5 why am i (laughs) digging it here when i don't really have any complaints
1: (laughs) so interesting Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i'm so glad you liked it me too that's
1: like the purest mm, like love yes I'm just, it's like sticking with me. Like, yeah. I feel like I was giddy just listening to it. I know, it's such a gooey so, little book. Despite yeah. like all
0: the like, I mean, I feel like all the hardships add to that like gooey, heartwarming totally. stuff. But
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a Would You Rather? Do you have Okay. One? I don't either here, okay. so I Google it. Let's do a quick goog. Okay. I'll just go to the next one. Next okay. okay. Would you rather be unable to close any door once it's open, <laughs> okay. or unable to open any door once it's closed? Oh shit! That's a hard one. Ooh, I think. Oh, I immediately think of the bathroom. I know
0: immediately do. think of the bathroom. Oh,
1: shit, do. Where
0: I'm like, oh my god, I'm just gonna walk into a bathroom stall at the mall and be unable to close the door. Yeah. Yeah. And please know. Because I public pain. And <laughs> then also walk into a public restroom and be un- unable to open the door after closing. Like, it's a lose lose situation.
1: And yeah. Good
0: shit. I think I would have to go, though, just from practicality, mm-hmm. not be able to close a door. Yeah. Because imagine all the places you could get stuck. So true. You're like, please help. Like, you wouldn't have much privacy. Yeah. I'd have to bring a friend along every time I go somewhere. Like, can close the door behind me. Yes. And then I'll, I can open it myself. But please close the door behind <laughs> me. <laughs> um, yes. I think that has to be what I would do.
1: Yes. Also, I mean, if you're... Su- oh,
0: are you second guessing that? I'm just like, well, but what if I go home alone and then I have to leave my front door open?
1: Oh, That's shit. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Safety issue. Right. Well, and it's like, how would you get creative about safety with an open door? Yeah. How could you do that?
0: I don't know. Okay. Do you have an answer?
1: Well, now I'm thinking about your scenario and I th- I thought I had an answer, but now I'm like, well, shit, you're mm-hmm. so right. What do you do there? Well, because then it's like, is it any door? Like, what about a garage door? Because then you're yeah. like, I could go out the garage, right. push the button, close the garage door.
0: I think it would count as a door. It's a garage door. You can't close oh, it.
1: You're right. Never come home alone. Never come home alone. <laughs> never leave anywhere. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I was. The lose, lose. a <laughs> lose, lose. I think never close a door once it's been opened. I think so too.
0: I think that yeah. has to be it. Just because like. Yeah. Despite the safety issues. Right. Despite the lack of privacy. Right. You need to be able to get in places. Yeah. Wait. What was the other option?
1: Or it was close any door once it's open, or be able
0: to open any door once it's closed. Like right. you wouldn't be
1: able. To, you'd be so stuck all the time. Right. Totally. Like you can, and especially like you're gonna live most of your life in your house anyways. Yeah. Like you can have your house adjusted to yeah. not have any doors. You could go curtain status. Yeah. You can have right. <laughs> right. Creative. Yeah. You can live in the middle things. of nowhere where yeah. it won't matter as right. much if your front door is open. Right. Hopefully you're not living somewhere cold oh, or yeah. hot. Yeah. Or somewhere <laughs> very
0: mild. Yes.
1: <laughs> but I think that, yeah, I think you're so right. Because if you can't open a door, you can't go anywhere. Exactly. You have to like, wait for someone to open it door. <laughs> I know. Right? Me first! <laughs> Let, me Let me in! <laughs> but Open or close doors. (laughs) We We would rather rather be be reading. reading. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Bye, everyone.